Welcome to Prepare to Care, an AARP podcast aimed at bringing you free information, free resources, and free tools to help caregivers and their families. I am your host, Charlene Hunter-James. Thank you for joining us. Being a military or veteran family caregiver likely will be one of the most important and challenging roles you'll ever have. Your caregiver journey may vary depending on if your loved one is on active duty or a veteran caregiver or veteran. Those who are caring for an active duty service member are considered military caregivers Those who care for veterans are veteran caregivers. Here to talk to us and to offer some tips for military or veteran family caregivers is Amy Goyer. She's AARP's National Family and Caregiving Expert. Welcome, Amy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here, Charlene, and um, be able to chat with you again. Well, let's start off with the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. Are you seeing a greater number of caregivers seeking help? Yes, you know, we are seeing, you know, as as the past 20 years of war come to a close, we're seeing that the events that have been happening in Afghanistan, um, we're hearing about uh, increases in calls to the Veterans Crisis Line. Um, organizations we work with, like the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, have had an increase of, in, of inquiries from caregivers. So we see that it's affecting both our veterans, our military service members, and those who care for them. And sometimes, especially when we're in kind of a, a very intense time like this, mm-hmm. uh, caregivers continue to put themselves lower and lower on the list. So we see caregivers struggling to support their loved ones, but also having their own, um, you know, fatigue and emotional distress. And um, and when not taking care of ourselves, it's the perfect formula to head into caregiver burnout. So we're really trying to provide support for the 5.5 million military and veteran family caregivers in the U.S. and give them, you know, easy access resources and help them connect with each other and get phone support and all of those kinds of things. Okay. Well, what is the issue of of most concern for military caregivers or is there one single issue? You know, that's true. That's kind of a... It's hard to narrow it down to one, right? Yeah, yeah. There's so many challenges. You know, we we know that military and veteran caregivers tend to suffer worse health outcomes. They tend to have more strains on family relationships, more workplace challenges. About six in ten uh, are working full, you know, full or part time mm-hmm. while they're caring for a loved one, mm-hmm. and um, they tend to start caregiving earlier and do so longer, which which may be related to injuries, service related injuries, and that sort of thing. Um, my dad had Alzheimer's disease. I cared for him. He was a World War II and Korean War veteran. Mm. And I cared for him for many, many years because he had dementia, which was a long-term right. disease. Yeah. So, you know, the, the main thing, I guess if you say, can you narrow it down to one? I think the biggest thing is that caregivers are trying to find help. They want to do the best they can. resources. And, yeah, and access the resources navigate the VA system, understand how, where, you know, what they're eligible for, what their loved ones are eligible for, and understanding community supports. Yeah. It is so important really to help with that navigation process because it's kind of like, where do I start 
and yes. then where do I go from there? So, right. and there's it's all unpredictable. You yeah. never know how one person's path is going to unfold, and you mm -hmm. never know what you need till you need it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And sometimes you don't even know you need it. You right. know. <laughs> you definitely don't always know it's available. I, yeah. I had that happen with mm -hmm. my dad where there were some things from the VA that he was eligible for and I just didn't know about them until someone told me or I came across something. Mm -hmm. I knew more than most people because of my work. Yes, yes, so, yeah. What can military caregivers do to ensure that they can successfully care for their loved one? You know, the first step is planning. And, um, you know, if planning for the future, I, I know when we have military service members who are deployed, the families do certain plans um, before they go. Uh, but that planning needs to be kind of more of a, a long term process in terms of thinking about the finances, uh, the healthcare situation, the living situation. You know, who can be on the caregiving team? Who's here to support uh, the caregiver as well as our, our military service member or our veteran? So planning is a big piece of it. I think the other thing is just being willing to seek and accept help. You know, um, a lot of people are very self-sufficient. They're used to kind of needing to step in and take charge, especially if your loved one's been career military, you know, they get deployed and, and you carry on with while they're away and then they come back. Um, so I think being open and being okay, I always say, you know, um, it's just like in the military, it, everything is a team. It, it's everything's, every goal is accomplished because of a team that's formed and an approach and has a strategy. So do approach it the same way when you're caring for a loved one. That is so important. That's an important point. And that's planning. Cause so often, you know, caregivers um, begin their journey when it's a point of crisis. Yes. And so I, I think, you know, your emphasis on planning and really pulling together people who could potentially support you in that role is so important. Well, so you, know, you make a good point. I was just going to say that, you know, when it is a crisis, mm -hmm. the good thing is your plan may have to change depending mm -hmm. on what happens, mm -hmm. but you always have that framework to go back to. And that's yes. why I still think it's important to put plans in place. Well, now, Amy, you come from a military family. So what did you see at the time um, was a main concern for family caregivers uh, as opposed to what is happening now? Yeah, you know, I actually cared first for my grandfather, who mm -hmm. was a World War One and World War Two mm -hmm. and Korean War veteran. Mm -hmm. And he was career uh, in the end Air Force. He started out in the Army and then the Army Air Corps and then the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I, that was back in, uh, I guess, the 1980s, the, the during the 1980s. And there was virtually no supports from the VA for that, for taking care of him and my grandmother. And then fast forward, mm -hmm. I hear dad um, from uh, very intensively from about 2009 until 2018 mm -hmm. when he passed away. And it was a whole different ballgame. We had home-based uh, primary care from the VA. Team came to the house, a social worker and a nurse, a nurse practitioner, all the therapies. And we had medical equipment that they provided and incontinence supplies and medications. Mm -hmm. and, you know, there was a, a ramps. You know, we had some money to help renovate. So there was a lot more support. And, and now my dad just passed away three years ago. 
And even in the past few years, there have been some increasing supports for military and veteran caregivers. So I think that's the biggest change is that there's there's more support available. They're really trying to, to get these supports for the veterans and for their loved ones who are caring for them. And it's a matter of uh, understanding that those supports are out there and, and accessing them. That That's all so important. And, and how can we do kind of a better job just in general to talk about that and let people know? Because I, you've said it before, it's accessing resources that people really don't know. I mean, they all are probably familiar with the VA, but again, they may not know uh, all of the resources that you just mentioned that are now available. For example, my dad was not Korean military. He got out of the military after the Korean War and never accessed any of his his veterans benefits his mm -hmm. whole life until he was older and mm -hmm. I got him enrolled in VA healthcare and started getting all these things that he was fully entitled to. And uh, I think because he wasn't career military, I didn't, I hadn't, it wasn't it, top of mind. Yeah. And he hadn't really thought about it. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that's one thing. If you've got an older veteran who hasn't been involved, look into it. There may be financial support. My dad had veterans aid and attendance benefits, which was a cash payment every month to help him pay for his care. In addition to all those other things. Um, if you are a post 9-11 caregiver, you, there are uh, different supports available for you. You might be able to get to be paid to take care of your loved ones. Mm -hmm. So um, look into them. And, and the, a great place to go for that is um, ARP.org slash veterans where we have all kinds of supports for veteran caregivers and also the VA caregiver support line. And that that's a, a support program that the VA has specifically for veteran caregivers. And um, you can go to caregiver.va.gov or you can call 1-855-260-3274. And that's what I did. I called them. I said, here's my dad's situation. What's he eligible for? Get me hooked up, get me connected. And they helped me to navigate this. Great, that's wonderful. So Amy, what three tips, and I know you have so many more, but I'll say, what three tips would you give military caregivers? Well, I think the first thing is kind of what I mentioned before, is that you need to look at yourself as being part of a team. Mm -hmm. And you are a team that's caring for your loved one. And just like the military, you have to have a strategy, you have a goal, you mm -hmm. work together to, to accomplish that. So building that team means reaching out. It means um, going to ARP.org slash veterans and mm -hmm. uh, taking care of our resources. For example, we have an AARP military and veteran caregiving guide. And it, that guide walks you through how to make the plans. So take that. It also has a, a whole section on building your team. Mm -hmm. I have a section on taking care of yourself and, yeah. you know, all of the, the aspects of it. So that that um, military caregiving guide, it's completely free. You can download it or order a copy. And then we also have a financial workbook from the military and veteran caregivers. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Charlene, the finances. Oh, really And for me, I actually ended up in bankruptcy because of caring for my parent, both my parents and my sister mm -hmm. over more than a decade. Mm -hmm. And it, it can be really stressful. Yeah. So we have this a free work financial workbook to help you figure all of that out and, and get your planning in place. We also have COVID specific fact sheets 
and um, some other kinds of resources at, uh, uh, at aarp.org slash veterans. And then we have a whole section of our website on caregiving. And that's at aarp.org slash caregiving. You can access that. And yeah. Absolutely. Um, every aspect of caregiving you can think of. Uh, you, so, you, know, you, you said three things. So the oh. second thing I would talk about is care for ourselves. I always say um, you have to fill your tank because mm -hmm. I really had this happen to me one time. I went to the gas station and the car was almost out of gas. And I was like, I've got to get, I'm, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? Am I going to break down? I made it. I filled the car up with gas. And as I pulled out, I thought, you know, it really runs better on a full tank of gas. <laughs> well, yeah, right? Yeah, right. We, we don't expect our cars to run an empty, mm -hmm. but somehow we expect ourselves to. So we have to find ways to fill our tanks. And that might be little things like getting a good cup of coffee or calling mm -hmm. a friend, mm -hmm. exercising. Uh, it might be going to a support group meeting, watching a webinar, watching something like this. Um, it might be doing something that has nothing to do with caregiving, but that nurtures your soul and fills you up. And, and it also means respite. It means time away from caregiving. And there are more resources out there now. You can call um, your area agency on aging and ask if they have any respite programs mm -hmm. you might be able to get involved in. There's adult day centers that you can go to. And if your loved one's involved in the VA uh, healthcare system, you get a discount on adult daycare. Um, and then the Elizabeth Dole Foundation has a program working with the VA and AARPs helping to get the word out. It's called the Respite Relief Program. And it is free respite care. Okay. So it's, yeah, so it's the respite relief program. You get up to 24 hours of free respite care. And you can find that at hiddenheroes.org slash respite. So be sure and check that out. Take time for yourself so that you have a full tank so you can take care of other people. I like that analogy. I like that yeah. analogy. I mean, yeah. it's, it, yeah. it's an ongoing thing. It's not a one-time thing to take care right. of yourself. Yeah. All have to just like putting gas in the car. It's, you, know, right. you burn it up, you have to put mm -hmm. it more. Yeah. So I think that's really key. And then my last tip, I think, is to monitor your own mindset. Um, we know that it can be really draining and um, emotionally a roller coaster, caring for loved ones. We need to be aware of where our minds are and, and keep an eye on that. I always, I realized at one point that I was starting to feel like a victim and I thought, you know, I'm not a victim in this because I choose to be here. So always remember why you chose to do this, even if it's not how, how you would have chosen your life to be. In the end, you do make a choice to care for someone because there are many people who have nobody looking out for them. People that do walk so away. True. And yeah. you know, Amy, another part of that is don't be afraid to recognize when you're at the capacity to uh, ably care for your loved one. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, because so many people feel guilty or they'll say, I'm going to keep mom, you know, I won't put her okay. in a, a nursing home or something. But you really have to know when you talk about your, your tank, but know that you're at a level of capacity, your loved one's um, needs have changed, mm -hmm. whether or not you have the capacity to adequately meet those needs. So, Right. And yeah. that, that may involve changing your team and getting more right. help. Yes, that's right. Revamping. Maybe a different location. Right. Maybe they're going to mm -hmm. live somewhere else. But 
it doesn't mean that you're walking away from them. It, exactly. It your role might be changing some, but you're still mm -hmm. taking care of them. Taking care. That's important. And acknowledge those feelings that you have. Mm -hmm. you no, know, you may may be angry sometimes and resentful and tired and exhausted. Yeah, yeah. You know, need respite. Don't feel guilty, you know, if you need two or three hours break. You know? Yeah. That's and okay. It's yeah. okay. And it's okay to set boundaries around that. And yeah. okay. I know when I need some help, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna work out some respite or some other things and I'm gonna make sure my loved one feels safe and cared mm -hmm. for when I'm not doing it. But I need that. And you be do. clear about that with the person that you're caring for. Um, and, you know, watch for changes in yourself, too, because if you start to see yourself um, not relating to people in the same way, you're losing your temper, you're yeah. sleeping all the time, you're you're drinking too much. Mm -hmm. Maybe your your medication use has changed. You know, there try to pay attention to these behavior changes in yourself because they could be red flags that you are needing some support and getting, um, you know, close to burnout or you're in burnout. Oftentimes we don't realize it's full fledged in burnout and then mm. really hard to pull ourselves out. Well, Amy, you have just been a wealth of information, uh, very valuable. And I thank you for joining us today. And sharing that and I know we will have you back because this is a uh, topic that you just can't discuss enough um, because so many people again are just hungry for information and needing to know where to go what to do when to do it etc so you have provided some excellent tips to get people started on this journey and even before you start the journey start planning. That's very important. So thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And thanks to all you out there who are caring for your loved ones. Yeah. We really appreciate what you're doing and we are here to support you. You don't have to go through this alone. Truly. Well, thank you for joining us and be well. Follow Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.aarp.org slash Houston PTC. You can also catch past episodes of our AARP Texas YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for caring.